Welcome to The Irony of Beauty, a weekly podcast hosted by skincare experts Fiona and Rose. They love a good chat and sometimes a heated debate about all things skin and nutrition, calling out scaremongering, misinformation and misleading marketing in an ever-confusing world of beauty and wellness. Please note the information provided is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace qualified medical advice. Good morning, Rose. Friday. Oh, I love Fridays. My favourite day of the week. How are you? I'm good. It's the Friday after Valentine's Day. So two (laughs) days on and I'm I'm still waiting for my beloved to um, surprise me. And I don't think it's happening. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, I did receive some beautiful roses, but they weren't from Dave. And I did receive some gorgeous chocolates and they weren't from Dave either. So I do keep reminding him of that. How about you? How was your Valentine's? It was good, actually. I um, I went to the florist early in the morning before work and bought some beautiful hydrangeas for the clinic and bought my staff a beautiful long stem red rose each. Um, yeah, bought my kids this long stem red rose. And then in the afternoon, my son surprised me and bought me the most beautiful bunch of red roses and he brought me lunch to work. Isn't that gorgeous? That's really gorgeous, actually. Yeah. That really, really means a lot. Oh, It does. Yeah. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. <laughs> really good oh no it does it's those little things that make make all the difference so oh, I'm pleased I'm very pleased and I hope everybody listening felt loved um well today changing the topic from love we're talking about sleep and this is something that people talk to me all the time about well what I hear all the time is I can't sleep I'm not sleeping and it blows me away the amount of people that take sleeping tablets Mm, yeah I know I have um some clients that do the same you know it's um pretty concerning sleep's so important for us our body repairs itself at night with sleep it balances our hormones reduces inflammation from a skin point of view it's necessary to get good sleep so the skin can repair itself and reduce inflammation again so um I see skin compromise quite a lot with shift workers um, so people that aren't really getting good quality sleep and the right amount of sleep, their skin really is impacted quite a lot. Mm. And when you say impacted, what are you seeing? It just doesn't look healthy. It doesn't behave healthy. It's almost in a constant state of repair. The inflammation doesn't really suppress like I would like it to or as quickly either. Um, dark circles around the eyes. Um, the skin just looks very tired. Um, it doesn't have that beautiful natural glow to it. There's redness in the skin um, because obviously not enough sleep. The body's not repairing. Sugar levels could potentially be out of balance as well, which also impacts the skin too. So inflammation kind of tends to um, be kind of always just a slow simmer. It's always kind of there. You're kind of taking two steps forward and one step backwards with skin treatment plans. So skin's pretty, uh, sleep's pretty important. I always say the body never lies and the skin never lies. And it is interesting that I notice, even if I've had one night of poor sleep, that I can look in the mirror and see, oh, I look tired. Um, You know, the lines look more pronounced and definitely see more hollowing around the eyes and just basically just looking exhausted. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Which you see on a lot of people, you know, especially um, women. Sorry, ladies. But, you know, when we're busy, we're, we're 
running around. We're worried about things. We're worried about, um, you know, kids as well. And I see it in my friends that have got children. Um, <laughs> I just think, I don't have children, so I look amazing. No, I'm, I don't mean that at all. Um, probably came out the wrong way. But sometimes they do just look exhausted. And just sometimes going away for a weekend, away from all those things that are interfering with sleep, they can just relax and um, just a couple of nights of good sleep can make the world of difference. You know, think about people with young kids as well that just are not getting sleep through through the night. It will make a, a huge impact on the way that they're feeling. So not only is it going to affect how we look, but just our mental health, you know, the way that we have the ability to cope with stress will be impacted by how much sleep we get. Even our hunger, you know, if we're not getting enough sleep, we actually will eat more. We overeat more. So studies have shown that when we're not getting enough sleep, we will eat more the next day. And I know when I'm tired, I feel hungry and I want to, to eat more. Um, if I've had a late night and I haven't slept properly. So sleep is just so important for our general health and well-being, the way we age even, and also for our brain health. So not only the way that we cope with stress, but also our memory. Um, sleep will affect that. And I know if you've ever been tired, it's really hard to think straight and to, to focus properly. And there's even studies on sleep, how it affects our brain health with aging. So if we're not getting into that real deep sleep, it's the quality of the sleep as well. If we don't go into the deep sleep, that's when we go through that growth and that repair. So it's a deep sleep that produces those long, slow delta waves. Um, that is what we need for rest, growth, repair, regeneration. And we need that as well for even things like our brain health. And if we're not getting that, we can start to see that buildup of, um, they call it amyloid plaques in the brain. So that can then lead to things like poor memory. It can lead to increased risk of things like dementia and Alzheimer's and things as well. So yeah. sleep is so important also for wound healing and immune system. And that is why right. when you're feeling tired or run down or you feel like you're coming down with something, you just need to rest. And I always say to people, you know, you can't, I, Dave, for instance, he goes, oh, I think I'm getting a cold. Um, I'm going to go and run it off and I'll go for a run. I say, don't do that. Your body just needs to rest. The worst thing you can do is then push yourself even harder because you're not giving your body um, the chance to rest and repair. You're using that energy for energy um, for running when it should be going to healing of the body and just, just go and have a sleep. So people don't realise how important sleep is. And if they do um, realise how important sleep is, is when they're not getting enough of it. And there's a lot of reasons why we don't sleep properly. So many different reasons. And I'm hoping today we can just give a few, few tips to people um, because sometimes it's simple changes we can make to actually help with getting us into that deep sleep. Yeah, and if you're not sleeping correctly during the day, you'll find or enough sleep, the good quality sleep, during the day you'll find you do lack energy, you lose concentration, and like you said, you do get hungry. And unfortunately, that's when you reach for the wrong foods. You start to look for those sugar fixes to give you the energy to keep going throughout the day. Um, 
so that's also something for for clients to be aware of because I don't think really we should ever underestimate what good quality quality sleep does um, in our day to day life and us being able to function even foods that we eat when we're reaching for that sugar or if we're going out of a night time and we are drinking, you know, waking up the next morning with a hangover, how long it actually takes for our body to get over that because not only have we not slept enough but we've eaten inflammatory food, how long it takes to get over a hangover is days, you know. Depends about your drink, Rose. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't handle alcohol very well at all. So even one glass for me when I wake up the next morning, my skin looks ridiculous. Like I can tell straight away it's like raccoon eyes, dehydration. So I just stay away. (laughs) Well, while we're on the subject of alcohol, um, I'm the same. I don't, you know, one drink and I'm, you know off with the fairies um what I do notice is with alcohol you know I, I was out the the other week and I had one drink and then they were like oh, I have another drink have a drink. I said no I won't sleep I don't want one it will make me feel sick but two I won't sleep and I don't think a lot of people realize that alcohol actually prevents you from getting into that deep sleep and it's a deep sleep that we need for you know a healthy immune system rest and repair and Whilst alcohol, when you have alcohol at nighttime, it can make you feel sleepy and drowsy. And that's why a lot of people have it. If they can't sleep, they'll have alcohol. Oh, I have a glass of wine to help me sleep. And it will help you nod off, but you will then keep waking up and you don't get into that really deep regenerative sleep that we need. And as a result, you wake up, not only are you hungover because of the alcohol and sort of the toxic effects on the body and the dehydration, but because you haven't had that deep sleep. And then people get into this vicious cycle of every night they're having alcohol and then they're not getting into this deep sleep. And then they're looking for other pills and potions to help them sleep better. And if they just stop the alcohol, particularly at nighttime, not that I'm encouraging day drinking by any chance, but, you know, at all, but it's alcohol at nighttime. Um, the closer you have it to bedtime, the more it's going to impact your sleep. And people just don't realize that because it helps them not off, but then they're going to be having a restless sleep. And I notice the older I get, the more alcohol will impact me in that way. So it is important to understand that because as we age, we actually um, sleep less or we have less of that real deep sleep. And we need about 20% of that deep sleep at night for that growth and repair. So the less of it we have, the more at risk we're putting ourselves of, you know, mental decline and um, lowered immune system and things like that. So not only that, but obviously it's going to affect our, our skin in a, in a negative way too. Yeah. And another thing that people reach for too, when they're trying to get the energy, because they haven't had enough sleep is coffee, obviously coffee. They're reaching for that, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon, four o'clock in the afternoon, coffee is a stimulant, as you know. So that's again, going to interfere with our quality of sleep as well it's something that we really shouldn't be relying on and if you're getting enough sleep you really won't need caffeine in the afternoon another thing um i noticed too even myself personally i like to exercise and i'm a busy person as a lot of my clients are and the only time that i have to exercise is at 5 30 in the morning right so after working a long day at work if i'm getting home at 8 p.m at night 
and I still haven't had dinner and I haven't really rested and wound down from work, um, if I go to bed really late and I have a class to go to at 5.30, I get up in the morning, my alarm goes off. If, if I haven't had a good quality quality sleep, I can't exercise and that messes me up for my entire day. I just feel literally like I've been hit by a bus. Um, so even clients that are exercising every day and getting up really early to go to a class, good quality sleep is so important for you, not only to get quality results from your exercise, but to get you through the rest of the day. Otherwise, your cortisol levels are going to be completely out of whack. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a bit more about what can keep us awake then, because even for some people, exercising at nighttime can actually energize the body and stop them falling asleep. And I'm one of those people. I have to exercise in the morning because if I exercise at nighttime, I'm it, it energizes me and I, I can't relax and I can't wind down. Also with coffee, it's a great point that you make because I can't tell you how many nutrition clients I've seen that have had sleep issues. And then when we investigate a little bit further, and it might be that they're not having even coffee after in the afternoon, but they've had multiple coffees in the morning and they're having, you know, some people I come across have six or eight coffees a day. That's a lot of yeah, coffee. I met, someone, I met someone the other day that has 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would say any more than, in my experience, two coffees, it's going to start to impact your sleep. Three coffees will probably or could probably impact your sleep. How we process coffee is different for everyone. You know, how our liver metabolizes coffee is different for everyone. I used to be somebody that could have a coffee at nighttime and go straight to sleep. I would metabolize it pretty quick and it didn't seem to affect me. But now if I had a coffee after one o'clock, it would affect me. So maybe I've had two coffees in the day. Even if I had one after one, that caffeine would still stay in my system and affect my sleep pattern. So everybody does respond differently, but just simple things like cutting back on stimulants, particularly things like your caffeine, which is also in tea, um, People forget that, you know, matcha tea, green tea is also caffeine. Black tea is also caffeine. And whilst it may be a little bit less than coffee, it's still got caffeine in there. So just swapping to tea, you're still having caffeine. So be aware of that if you are somebody that is having an issue with sleeping. Um, and also being aware that things like hormones can affect our sleep as well. So as we age, you know, we get a decline in estrogen, but we get a decline in progesterone as well. Progesterone more helps with things like calm. Um, and so if our progesterone is lowering, that can also affect our ability to sleep, as can our nutritional um, status as well. If we're not getting enough nutrition in our diet that's going to help with, um, you know, the, the chemicals and the hormones that help us to feel calm, that can also affect our sleep. So, for instance, you know, if we're not getting enough B vitamins, particularly vitamin B6, um, B6 helps to convert tryptophan, which is a, a type of amino acid that helps um, with melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone that will help us with our sleep. So we want to make sure we're getting enough B6 in the diet. We want to make sure we're getting enough tryptophan in the diet. Um, and also 
we can get melatonin through the diet as well. So what we eat will play a huge role um, in how that affects our nervous system, our neurotransmitters and our hormones as well. And again, these, these nutrients or amino acids aren't present in ultra-processed food and we have to get it through a whole food diet. And if we're not getting that, then it can also affect us with things like stress, anxiety, which will then affect our sleep as well. Um, so diet plays a huge role. And we'll talk in a moment about what foods can actually help with sleep as well. Um, I do also see a lot of people just reaching for the magnesium. I don't know if you have clients like that as well that are, um, oh, just take magnesium to help me sleep. There are studies to support the use of magnesium to help with sleep. And that's because magnesium um, has been shown to help to calm the nervous system. It helps with the production of, of GABA, neurotransmitter, um, to help with those feelings of, of calm. It can help with our cortisol and our melatonin levels. However, um, we need to make sure we're getting the right type of magnesium because some forms of magnesium can actually make us feel more energized at nighttime. So magnesium also is required for things like ATP production and energy production, yes. right? So when we're low in magnesium, we can feel quite exhausted and tired. And as a result, people then will lean towards having stimulants and, and caffeine to, to pick them up and chocolate and things like that. We do know that certain forms of magnesium, particularly magnesium glycinate, may help with um, sleep purely because you're, you're elevating your magnesium levels and that will therefore have an impact on things like your GABA, your tryptophan, et cetera, which will help the feeling of calmness. I'm a big believer in first and foremost getting the diet right first because if we have a plant-rich diet, you're going to increase your magnesium levels naturally. We do know, though, that most people aren't having enough plant foods in the diet, as we say in every single podcast. And then if somebody is not getting enough, that's when um, additional magnesium supplementation may be beneficial. But the thing there is the dosage because somebody small may need a lot lower dose and a larger person. So it's not as simple as just saying take that amount of magnesium because you've got to get the right dose. The reason I bring it up is I'm not on TikTok. Um, it's all just over my head and too much. One day maybe. I'm still hoping TikTok will go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a viral trend at the moment called the sleep mocktail. Have you heard of that? I haven't actually, no. Um, so there's a viral mocktail and I, I did a quote for a magazine recently because they were they were asking, does it work? And it's basically tart cherry juice and magnesium, a mix of that before bed and it's going viral and everyone's using it. Um, so it really depends on the form of magnesium you're using. And as I said, you know, magnesium glycinate um, and then cherries. So cherries naturally contain tryptophan, uh, sorry, melatonin um, to help sleep. And tart cherries contain even higher amounts of melatonin. But I guess my question would be, where do you buy tart cherry juice? <laughs> 
Because I haven't seen it anywhere. Maybe you can buy it. Somebody listening probably, I'm sure, has got it. Um, Cherries in general will have melatonin, but you do need to have quite a lot of cherry. Um, But if we're getting enough nutrients in the diet and enough variety of foods, we will be getting things like natural melatonin and tryptophan in the diet to help with a restful sleep. So perhaps a sleep mocktail will, will help, but you do have to be very, very careful on how much magnesium you have and the type of magnesium. So I'm a big believer in trying to do these things as naturally as possible before resorting to things like sleeping pills or melatonin supplements or even even magnesium supplements because we do need to be getting the right amount. And that's when a qualified nutritionist really would be the best person to consult for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think when I discuss with my clients with regard to lifestyle and how important that is for skin, skin uh, sleep is one thing we do discuss, reducing stress um, and also helping them to understand that connection between our gut health and those nerve responses, you know, that happen within that gut lining and how that travels all the way up to the brain through our vagus nerve that's going to impact our levels of sleep and how we deal with stress, you know. So if you are running on overdrive all day, you know, I've had clients that have come through with, you know, diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, elevated cortisol, and in particular for women that are going through menopause, that's something that does happen. Our cortisol levels are elevated, which actually prevents us to fall asleep so quickly you know our brain brain's working on overload we're constantly thinking overnight um you know we can't get to sleep because there's so many things on our mind if we focus on making sure that we do eat a good quality diet lots of whole foods your fresh fruit your veggies your good fats your good protein and your good carbs um that's going to feed our gut flora to behave which indirectly is going to help us to have a better quality sleep overall and help us to produce that melatonin that we need, like you said, to fall asleep. So getting my clients to understand that connection overall, I think is really important to understand because you can say to people all the time, you you need to eat a good quality diet, but making that connection for them on why it's so important and how it impacts us on our body overall is also something I need to we need to create more awareness for absolutely and also being aware that things like alcohol um too much coffee yeah I'm a big coffee my coffee (laughs) and I'm a big coffee coffee fan I have probably two coffees a day in the morning and I start with my my collagen coffee um but too much if we have too much coffee sugar um ultra processed food that can all actually deplete our magnesium levels, you know, so certain and B vitamins as well, right? So B vitamins, particularly B6, magnesium, tryptophan, they are the key nutrients to support a restful sleep. And also actually calcium, because calcium is required for a healthy nervous system as well. And I usually say to people, you know, they get really fixated on magnesium, but usually if if you're low in magnesium, you're probably going to be low in calcium as well particularly now so many people are moving away from the the dairy and they're going more towards the plant-based milks you really need to be looking for a calcium fortified 
plant-based milk because most of us are not getting enough calcium in the diet. And particularly menopausal women, their calcium requirements really go up post-menopause. So whilst you can get calcium through other foods, it's quite hard to get the right amount of calcium. So if you are having a plant milk, and I have soy milk, but I do make sure that it is calcium fortified. And, um, you know, I really work on getting those calcium levels up because they do affect not only the bones, but they also will affect the nervous system. And people don't realize calcium affects the skin uh, quite significantly. We need calcium for proper cell um, desquamation and regulation. So if we're low in calcium, it does affect the way that um, our cells turn over in the skin and, the, you know, the cellular turnover. And people don't realize that. We always just think calcium bones, but it has so much more of an effect on our bodies than we actually realize. And when you're getting those um, cramps that sometimes people get or the little twitches in the eye, yes. magnesium and calcium usually work together. So it's not just magnesium we need to focus on, which is why I'm always saying um, not to focus on isolated ingredients or isolated nutrients it's a synergy of the ingredients and the nutrients that is so important because as humans we tend to think of an isolated ingredient and more is better um but the more you increase your magnesium the more you've really got to think about your your calcium ratio and balance as well and people forget that kind of stuff and that is why i try and do it through diet first and then you know if somebody really is depleted that's when we look at extra supplementation but I remember when I came to Adelaide last and we were we were doing your amazing event one of the things I was banging on about was circadian rhythms and routine and one of the best things we can do for sleep is getting into a sleep pattern so if you are somebody that stays up late and sometimes you go to bed at 11 sometimes you go to bed at 1 a.m um you get caught on the computer you maybe get watching a movie and you don't have a regular sleep time, that can also affect affect your sleep pattern. And people with children will know a routine at nighttime, you know, maybe it's a bath, then it's a story. If you've got time to read stories to your children, that would be amazing. And then it's bedtime. But that routine really does help with our circadian rhythms and it does help with sleep. It also we talk about routine and diet that can also really significantly impact things like if you're trying to lose weight, it really helps if your body knows when you're going to get that food at the same time every day. So you don't start overeating and snacking, etc. But circadian rhythms is a big thing. So if you have a regular bedtime, that can really start to get your body into that routine of knowing when to go to sleep. I'm an early bird. So I go to bed early and I, I wake up early. And I'm the kind of person that if this is terrible, but if I get an invite out for dinner and it's like after seven o'clock and it's a 7.30 p.m. dinner, I'm like, oh, my God, that's, <laughs> it's almost bedtime. That's too late to eat. And it really freaks me out because I know it's going to upset me for a couple of days. It's going to upset my sleep patterns for a couple of days and my circadian rhythms. So if I deny an invite, it's probably <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm more worried about my sleep. Um it really will upset your sleep patterns. If I have a late night, that really does upset my sleep pattern because my body is used to going to bed at nine o'clock. The way to create change, I think, in anything is 
repetition, its structure, its routine, its consistency. So if you are following that routine in particular during the week, you know, going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, having your routine for exercise and work when you're resting, um, you know, doing things like meditation also help to, to help you to get to sleep as well. I, I explain to my clients all the time, consistency is everything, whether it's your body or whether it's your skin, it's exactly the same. So that's the best way to create change. Absolutely. Um, and remembering, you know, melatonin is a hormone that we produce. It is in some food. Um, and that is really key for sleep as well. It's our, it's our sleep hormone, right? So melatonin, if people don't know, is produced at nighttime. So if you have bright lights on at nighttime, that isn't helping your melatonin production. So just really simple things like when you get home from work, don't have bright lights on in the house, just have very dimmed lights. Draw curtains, close blinds, help the body naturally produce melatonin by having a, a dark room. If you are having a light room to go to sleep in, it's going to be a lot, lot harder than not having any light in the room. So just simply sleeping in a darkened room can make the world of difference. And people don't necessarily know that. So being in front of a computer at nighttime with bright lights isn't a great thing. You know, not having the phone in your bedroom or looking at the phone Having that bright light is going to um, not help with your melatonin production. We want we want a moody room, you know, dimmed lights, dark room to really help sleep. And I've noticed as I've got older, I have to have a dark room. When I was younger, I, I was the kind of person that had to have the curtains open, <laughs> you know, scared of the dark. Um, <laughs> now I'm the opposite. It's like no bright lights no bright lights. I'm like, I'm like the gremlins, you know, bright light, bright light, turn it off. Um, we want to have a dark room and I have to have a really dark room now to go to sleep. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I don't like scrolling on Instagram on my phone late at night. I don't have a TV in my room because I feel like TVs are meant for a living area. They're not meant to be in my bedroom. Um, it actually disrupts my sleep if I'm watching TV. Like I actually can't relax and get to sleep. So um, I find my bedroom a place where I can actually start to get ready to go to sleep. You know, that's essentially what I do. So no bright lights, no phones late. And I think that's something we should implement with our children as well, especially when they're younger. Get them off the devices, get them off TV, read them a story before bed. Um, and that way they'll get better quality sleep and they'll wake up and not be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And probably wake up in the morning, not the middle middle of the night. Exactly. Um, well, let's talk about, you know, I said about the, the main nutrients to help support a restful sleep. And don't misunderstand anyone listening <clears throat> that these foods will make you fall asleep in the daytime. <laughs> these are the nutrients we need to help with healthy melatonin production to help with a relaxed, calm nervous system. Um, and that would be things like your B6, your tryptophan, magnesium and calcium. So some, some foods, we know cherries, but particularly tart cherries, but I don't know where you find tart cherries, but cherries will help. Um, making sure you get enough of them. 
fatty fish, salmon in particular. Salmon is a great source of tryptophan. Um, and tryptophan is what is going to keep you calm. Um, making sure we get enough of that in the diet. So it's the tryptophan that, that calms the nervous system. Tryptophan we find in things like salmon. We find it in turkey, which is why turkey, you know, people have turkey at Christmas and they all fall asleep after um, lunch. Um, tryptophan we also find in bananas. Bananas are one of the best foods to help with sleep because they've got everything, melatonin, tryptophan, vitamin B6, magnesium, they're a healthy carbohydrate. So bananas, um, a banana a day helps you sleep. Honestly, it really does help calm the nervous system. So always, you know, I'm, I have banana in my smoothie, have milk in your smoothie. If you're not a dairy person, then try and look for a milk that does have extra calcium added to it and it will say on the label fortified with with calcium um goji berries actually are a good source of melatonin and then things like mushrooms as well so there are foods out there that are going to be providing us with the nutrients that we need even even chicken but mainly turkey for, for the tryptophan we need to be getting that in the diet milk does contain tryptophan dairy milk um, so a banana smoothie with regular milk would would help to calm the nervous system. And, you know, even the, the Vitasol protein powder does have all the necessary amino acids. It's that complete protein. And people don't understand that different amino acids can have a different effect in the body. This is also why I say to people, you can't rely on collagen, you know, the collagen powders as a protein supplement you know people go I'm just swapping out um to collagen and I'm having that as my protein source collagen is a protein source and it does provide amino acids particularly the amino acids we require for healthy collagen and it helps with signaling the cell to produce collagen the collagen peptides but collagen doesn't contain tryptophan so it's not a complete protein and we need to make sure that we are getting the tryptophan in the diet. And that's why I always make sure I have. Recently, I've really noticed um, by increasing tryptophan in the diet via just plant foods and increasing banana and, you know, poultry and salmon, that really does help with balancing and calming the mood. Yeah, good advice. You know, really what you've actually said is really about eliminating all the inflammatory food, which is something we talk about in every single podcast, you know, in removing the inflammatory side of your diet and focusing on those foods that are going to help us to thrive, in particular our gut health, is really going to help us overall with our body health, our skin health, our sleep, um, stress, everything. Absolutely. So hopefully just a few little tips there for everyone. Um, you know, just have the the blinds and the curtains closed, dim the lights at night time, avoid alcohol, particularly before bedtime. Try not to go to bed on a really full stomach, but at the same time, try not to go to bed hungry because when we're hungry, um, that will lower the blood sugar and too low a blood sugar will stop you from getting a good night's sleep as well. The body will naturally wake up. It's just an inbuilt safety mechanism. So going to bed hungry can actually also affect your sleep as well. So a lot of people might not realize that. Um, and just getting in the, the whole foods and the 
the healthy foods and things like milk, nuts, cherries, fish, rice, goji berries, oats even, they're all foods that are going to support a restful sleep and avoiding the spicy foods, the caffeinated foods, even chocolate, those types of things um, possibly could interrupt your sleep depending how much you actually are eating, of course. You stop talking. So have we finished? <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> That's it, <laughs> Good advice, Fiona. <laughs> oh, hang on. Let me turn it off. <laughs> <laughs>